Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing And you're desperate for some healing Let me tell you about my Jesus He makes a way where there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can't save Let me tell you about my Jesus His love is strong and His grace is free And the good news is Tell the past to disappear, oh, let me tell you about my Jesus and all the wrong turns that you were going under if you could, who can work it out for your good, let me tell you about my Jesus, oh, he makes a way where there ain't no way, rises up from an empty about me let me tell you about my Jesus oh he makes a way where there ain't no way rises up from an empty grave ain't no sinner that he can't say let me tell you about my Jesus his love is strong and his grace is free and the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me You did a good job, bud. Good job. Good job, Gwaltney Crew and Miss Ava. Thank you all for doing that for us this morning. Well, good morning. Welcome to East Taylorsville. Morning. Maybe. Good morning. Some of y'all just got back from vacation. Some of y'all wishing y'all was on vacation. Well, morning. 
Uh, if you're joining us online, good morning, welcome. Uh, if you're a first-time visitor or haven't been here in a long time, when you go out today, you go out to the vestibule here, and there's a table, a welcome table, and you can grab some information about the church there and a nice little drawstring backpack. You can take that with you when you go. Just a few quick announcements. Uh, VBS is coming up. Uh, registration is open for volunteers and for participants. So if you will, just go to the church website, and you can sign up there. And also, we leave tomorrow morning for camp, so we're taking a bunch of people down to Fort Castle for summer camp, so y'all be in prayer for us. It's going to be cooler down there than it is going to be up here. So y'all enjoy 100 degrees, and we're going to enjoy 84 and sea breeze. So if you will, go ahead and stand up with us this morning. Turn to your neighbor, awkwardly tell them hello, and uh, we'll get started with worship.
Amen. It's good to know the Lord, isn't it? I want to invite you this morning to help us pray for our young people. They'll be leaving at 7 o'clock in the morning and be back Saturday. That's going to be our prayer time. I pray you'd pray for them as they're there all week. A lot of them are going to make decisions, decisions that are eternal. So I want to invite you to come this morning. And also I want you to pray for Mike Harrison, for our Gideon speaker this morning. And I want you to lift him up in prayer. I want to invite you to come. Would you come this morning and join me in prayer? Thank you. Father, we thank you for your shed blood. Father, we thank you for giving your life that we might live. Lord, thank you for saving us. The Lord, help us to share our faith, Lord, with others that do not know you. And Father, we pray this, this morning. Father, we pray for our young people as they leave in the morning, for traveling mercy and grace as they go to camp. And Father, when they're there they're all week, we pray, Father, you'd help them to make life-changing choices. And Father, may you speak to them. May you encourage them. And Father, may you encourage your church this morning to pray for one another. Lord, we all need your help. And Father, apart, apart from you, we can do nothing, absolutely nothing. And Father, we thank you for loving us this morning. Lord, we thank you for your precious life that you've given that we might live. And Lord, not only in this life abundantly, but in the life that is to come. And Father, we thank you for your grace that is sufficient for every moment. And Father, we pray for Mike this morning as he'll come. Lord, as he'll share your word with your people, I pray you'd bless him, Lord, and anoint him to share your gospel and your truth. Father, thank you again this morning. Would you bless this time, and may you be glorified and worshiped and praised. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
It's my privilege this morning to introduce Mike Harrison. He is the president of Alexander County uh, uh, Gideons. Who, who's in here received a Gideon Bible in their lifetime? Who has? I remember my first Bible in the fifth grade, how it spoke to me, and I read through the, the Psalms and, you know, how much that meant to me as a, as a child growing up in our schools in our county. But Mike, he is uh, he's a great man. He's a father of three adult children, uh, and uh, he lives in Ellendale, the promised land up where we live. And uh, he also uh, retired 30 years a captain of Alexander County Sheriff's Department. We thank you for your service. Mike, will you come this morning and share what God's laid on your heart from Gideon's? Thank you. Give him a warm invitation. Thank you. Good morning. It is an honor, indeed an honor, to be here joining you in worship this morning. And I say that in all sincerity. Those are not just hollow words. And I'll tell you why. Uh, as Mark said, I retired about five years ago from our sheriff's office. During that time, I had occasions to travel across the state, back and forth. I would attend conferences and trainings and events such as that and when I would go to those events invariably someone would come up to me they would see the badge on my shirt or the patch on my sleeve and they would ask where is Alexander County <laughs> I never minded that I enjoy telling people where we are and a little bit about who we are but that experience is altogether different than what mine has been in my association with Gideon's International. Now, when I go to Gideon's events, someone may come up to me and ask me, which Gideon camp are you affiliated with? And when I say that I'm with the Taylorsville Gideon camp, they usually are familiar with Taylorsville Gideon camp. Now, the reason for that will probably surprise you. It shocked me to learn that the Taylorsville Gideon camp is consistently ranked among the top three Gideon camps, not in the state, but in the nation. Isn't that incredible to think that we have that here in Taylorsville? It's amazing. In fact, our fiscal year ends on the, uh, the last day of May, May 31st. We just started our new fiscal year. And once again, uh, Taylorsville Camp was, was ranked number two in the nation uh, this, this past year. Again, we've had our turn at number one, but you won't read that in the Taylorsville Times and you won't hear it on B86 radio because the Gideons consider it bad form to promote an individual Gideon or even an uh, individual Gideon camp. Uh, we feel, as you do, that all the glory goes to our Lord and Savior, not, not to those of us who are honored to be called into his ministry. I only share that with you this morning because East Taylorsville Baptist Church has, is a significant part, a major part of the effectiveness of the Taylorsville Gideon Camp. And I get to come here this morning, represent the Gideons, and thank you for your legacy of support to, to the Gideons International. I do thank you. I grew up in a Baptist church. 
as a young boy, and I would, uh, like you, I would hear Gideon speakers come to my church, and I always, I always enjoyed having Gideon speakers. I loved hearing the stories of how individuals or families or entire organizations, their eternal destiny was changed by a single copy of a Gideon New Testament. And I would get excited, even as a young boy back in the back in the 1960s. I could put a dollar or two in the offering plate, and it would buy one of these. And I would I would be excited to think that my dollar could conceivably pay for a, a Bible that could travel the other side of the world and wind up in the hands of someone who had never seen one, who had never heard of Jesus. In fact, I still get excited about that, don't you? And thinking that this is an opportunity for you to go in to other countries and teach others about salvation. But in all those years of listening to Gideon speakers and supporting the Gideon ministry, I never had the thought, the thought never occurred to me that I might someday become a Gideon. I don't know why that is, but it never occurred to me that I might be a part of, actually be a part of the Gideon ministry. That is until about four years ago, I had recently retired, and as is my custom, in the first thing in the morning, I was in my study, reading, uh, in my devotional time, and uh, on Monday mornings, as this particular day was, I would read through my Sunday school quarterly for next week's lesson, and this particular week, my, son, my class's lesson came from the 13th chapter of Luke, and in verse 24, you're probably familiar with the verse, where Jesus says, Strive to enter in the straight gate, for many will try and not be able. One of the focal points of my class's lesson in the, in the quarterly that week was on the Greek word that we translate into English as strive. That Greek word is agonizomai. And my quarterly gave us a definition that agonizomai means to persevere with endurance as in athletic competition. And I thought that was interesting. I'm a bit of a word nerd, and I like hearing those, uh, knowing what those original Greek and Hebrew and, and the definition of those words. <clears throat> but after I finished my prayer time and my reading, I closed my books, and I headed down toward the barn to uh, do some chores, feed the horses and, and whatnot. But about halfway between our house and the barn, I stopped in my tracks convicted by the Holy Spirit because I knew in my heart that I had not by any definition of the word strived in my sharing faith with other people. And I stood there under that tree in my yard. In fact, for some time I'd have what I would describe as an itch in the back of my brain. And I would, could envision myself laying awake in, in bed at night, someday standing before the throne and Hear a conversation, having a conversation with our Lord, it sounds something like, Mike, you were a very good church attender. You taught Sunday school, and you, you tithe, and you sang praises, and you worship. But what about this other area? The last thing I said before I ascended, when I gave marching orders, and I said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We know that as our great commission. And I could just about hear God asking me, who have you shared 
this marvelous gift with. And I would be defenseless. I would have to say, Lord, I've done very little. Very, very little. And that day, standing under the tree in my yard, I said, Lord, I've never been any good at that. I don't, I don't know how to initiate those conversations. I've always had trouble breaking the ice when, it comes, when, I, when I feel like I should be sharing and telling someone about Jesus. I said, I don't, I don't think I know how to do it. I don't even know what that looks like, Lord, but I promise if you could show me what that looks like, I will do my best to strive in sharing my faith with other people. Little did I know that that very Sunday in our church, we would have a Gideon speaker. And to be perfectly frank with you, I, I recall very little of what the Gideon speaker said to us that Sunday morning, except that I recall vividly when he said, we in the Gideons strive side by side together for the faith of the gospel. He say strive. I thought the lights flickered a little bit and the speakers popped, and I, but I felt the movement of the Holy Spirit, and I all of a sudden I wanted that Gideon speaker, Tony Sipe, many of you know Tony, I wanted him to stop talking because I wanted to go and talk to him, and I wanted to tell Tony exactly what I just told you, and I did. And Tony said, brother, sounds to me like you need to come to the next Gideon camp meeting. And Tony was right, and I knew it. And long story short, I did go to the next meeting of the Tables with Gideon camps. And at that meeting, I heard our then camp president, Wade Childers, say, we Gideons strive together. I thought, my goodness, what's going on? I got, I got home that night and I told my wife, Jenny, I said, you know, when I was growing up, my daddy sometimes would take his finger and he'd flick it right there on my forehead and he'd say, you hear what I'm telling you, son? Are you listening to me? And I told Jenny, I said, my heavenly father has a finger too, and he is thumping me good with it, with this striving thing. Because I had prayed less than a week before, Lord, if you'll show me what striving looks like, I promise I'll do my best. And here he had sent, in less than 10 days, two godly men to say that we're going to do it side by side together. <clears throat> And I'm so thankful to be able to tell you that very shortly after my becoming a member of Gideon's International that my little itch in the back of my brain was gone. I no longer wondered about what I would say, what that conversation would look like because I knew, I know that when the Lord asked me what I've done that we're going to have lots of things to reminisce about. And I know if you've been in Gideon services before you've heard Gideons come in and tell you about the work of Gideons all over the world but I want to get local with you a little bit this morning and I'll tell you just immediately within a month after becoming a Gideon I learned about an event Gideons have what is called a, a metro or metropolitan scripture blitz and at, at a blitz Gideons will come from all over a region and converge on a metropolitan area for the single purpose of getting God's word into the highways and byways of life. And this particular blitz was taking place just down the road in Charlotte. And I was excited. This was my first Gideon event. And I got down there to find 
hundreds, literally hundreds and hundreds of Gideons had come to Charlotte, not just from North Carolina, but from Virginia and Tennessee and South Carolina for the single purpose of spreading God's word. And some of those Gideons were put into teams that went into hospitals and nursing homes to place Bibles. Others went to jails and prisons and police stations and fire stations, and some went onto college campuses and did sidewalk distributions, trying to uh, offering a, a testament to every student and uh, staff administration on a college, every college campus in Charlotte, UNCC and Davidson, uh, Johnson and Wales, Central Piedmont, all of those campuses. Other Gideons, like myself, were assigned to hotel teams. And you can imagine what hotel teams do. I went to that uh, four, those four days. I got arrived on Sunday and left on Thursday. Went into every hotel room and every hotel in South Charlotte was my area to check the door. We did what we call a refresh. We would, you know where we'd go to those nightstand drawers and pull them out and make sure there was a good copy that it wasn't the, the, the Bible was not damaged or missing and needed to be in need of replacing. If it's a matter of a cover uh, being damaged or uh, having a problem, we would take those Bibles and we would remove them and put soft covers on and use them in our jail and prison ministry because we do want to be efficient and good stewards with the support that we're given by you, churches like you. But I got down to Charlotte that day and I, as I was assigned to South Charlotte, but I was staying in a hotel in North Charlotte and upon arriving there, I encountered a young man named Sam. Sam was on our hotel's maintenance team. And I, uh, the first night I was there, I asked Sam if he had a Bible, and he, and he said he did not. And so I took a testament from my pocket and offered it to Sam, and I encouraged him to begin reading the Gospel of John. I didn't have just a minute or so because Sam was working and on duty. But over the next few days, I had other opportunities to talk, to speak with Sam. And I, I learned more about him. Sam is not from the United States. Sam is from India. His name is Sam Singh, S-I-N-G-H. And Sam was in the United States under asylum because his life had been threatened back in India. He hadn't been here long. He spoke broken English. He was still learning the language. But he was able to tell me that he was a member of the Sikh religion. These are the folks in India who wear the turbans on their heads. And Sam was a practicing Sikh. But Sam allowed me to download the Gideon Bible app onto his smartphone in his native language of Hindi. And Sam began to read about Jesus. And I began to tell Sam about Jesus. And I'm so happy to be able to tell you by the time I left Charlotte on Thursday that Sam had prayed to accept Jesus as his Savior. I prayed with Sam in the parking lot and Sam got quiet and I asked him because of the bit of a language barrier that we had, I said, Sam, do you understand what you just prayed? And Sam said, not every word, but I know the sentences and Jesus came into my heart. And I've been back to the Holiday Inn Express on University Boulevard in North Charlotte since then. And I've seen Sam, actually I heard Sam. Sam saw me before I saw him. And he, from across the lobby, I heard him say, Mr. Mike, Mr. Mike. I turned around and he said, 
Jesus saves, hallelujah, Jesus saves. He, Sam had gotten involved with a church, uh, church near his home and was active, and he's proud and proclaims that he's, he once was lost, he was a Sikh, and now he's a Christian. Even closer to home, about two years ago, before, before COVID, another Gideon, and I, well, in fact, a member of your church, Robert St. Clair, and I went to Valley Nursing Home in town to do a refresh. And we were going from room to room in Valley, making sure each room had a good copy of God's Word. And I was working down on the vent unit. I went into a room there, and I met an older, elderly lady named Melody. I introduced myself to Melody, told her who I was, and I was with the Gideons, and I was checking to make sure her room had a, had a Bible. Melody's room did not have a Bible. And I asked Melody if she had a Bible at home, and she said, no, she did not. And I asked her if she was a member of a church, and <clears throat> Melody had a, she had a tube event in her trachea, and she spoke in a whisper, and I had to get down real close to her and and hear her voice, like I said, this is before COVID. And, and, I, and I asked her, I said, hey, are you a member of a church, Melody? And she said, she whispered, someone took me to church once when I was a little girl, but they never took me back again. Melody had had a rough life, and she had carried a lot of guilt. But there in the last chapter of her life, in that room in Valley Nursing. Melody confessed her sin and she accepted God's forgiveness. Pastor, I can't help but think about the thief on the cross and know that today Melody is present with Jesus in paradise. More recently, I had occasion, I, was, I stopped by our county courthouse here in town and I went in to speak with a deputy friend we were standing in the upper lobby upper courthouse lobby talking when I saw an angry man burst out of one of the courtrooms I recognized Buddy because years ago when I worked as a parole officer Buddy had been placed on my caseload when he was released from prison it was apparent to me that not much had changed in Buddy's life. Still in and out of court, in and out of jail, and still very angry. I stopped Buddy in the lobby that day and I talked to him and tried to get him calmed down. And I wanted to give Buddy a Bible. When I reached into my pocket, there wasn't one there. I hadn't carried one into the courthouse with me. And so Buddy left that day without a copy of God's Word. And that night when I at home, I was laying in bed and beating myself up. And I said, what kind of Gideon are you? You didn't have a Bible for Buddy. And I resolved in my mind that I would find Buddy. And I would give him the testament that I owed him. So the next morning, I reached out to an old contact. This is just between us, Randy. We don't, this doesn't go any further. <laughs> Who was able to give me an address from a recent re arrest report. The guy on the phone said, what do you want to go to Buddy's house for? 
And I said, just give me the address. I mean, I did a little more explaining, but he gave me the address, and I went out to Buddy's house the next day, and I found him at home. And I told Buddy, I said, I've been thinking about you. I've been praying for you, Buddy, and I have a free gift I want to give you. And I showed Buddy the Testament, and I showed him in the front section. You saw in the video, there's a help section. In times of specific need, it gives you page numbers where you can go and, and look for help, look for answers. And in the back of these Testaments is God's plan of salvation and a prayer we call the sinner's prayer, prayer of repentance and acceptance of Jesus as Lord of your life. And I offered it to Buddy, and he took it. And he started asking me questions. I could tell he was leaning in, you know, and asking good questions. And I thought, boy, here's some low-hanging fruit ready for the harvest. And that's all at once somebody came out of his house and said, "Come on, Buddy, get in the truck. We got to go." And I said, "No, Buddy. I said we got to get this. We got to get this nailed down today." He said, "I can't do it, Mike." He said, "We're gonna be late. I got to go." And just like that, they hopped in their truck and they were gone. And I got in my truck and I said, "Lord, what just happened? Man, gosh, you were this close." And I knew I couldn't come back the next day because Jenny and I were scheduled to be in Asheville. And I prayed. I said, Lord, please watch over Buddy. Don't let anything happen to him until I can get back out here and I can finish witnessing to him. So fast forward two days later, I go back out to Buddy's house and I don't know if he saw my truck coming up the drive. I call it a driveway. It's more of like a path through the woods. It's not too far from here, actually. Um, or if he heard, heard me or what. But I pulled in, in front of the house and he came right out the front door and right after the truck before I could even get the door open. And we picked up right where we left off. I said, buddy, have you been reading in the Bible that I gave you? And he said, yeah, each night before I went to sleep. He said, I've been, I've been reading it. And he had. He'd been doing his homework. And buddy was ready to pray, to repent and, see, and receive Christ. And he did. We did that day, standing in his yard by his driveway. I prayed with buddy. And he prayed to accept Jesus. And I have to tell you that in the years that I've known Buddy, I couldn't say that I recalled ever one time seeing him smile. But that day in his yard when he prayed, his face was just radiant. He had the biggest smile across his face, and his anger was gone. And I stay in touch with Buddy, and I stay in touch with Sam uh, and others. But I cannot run into Buddy today in town so Jenny and I cannot run into him that he doesn't grab me and hug me and tell his old parole officer that he loves him it's just amazing to me what the power of Jesus can do in lives and change in lives and Buddy's life is not perfect he still has bumps in the road but he has Jesus to carry him across those bumps now I tell you those stories for the obvious reason but also to say that before Sam or Melody or Buddy could have copies of God's Word that someone not unlike you and in a church not unlike East Taylorsville supported the Gideons ministry. In fact, with your legacy of support of the Gideons, I can imagine that some of your fingerprints were on some of those Bibles. And as Wade Childers likes to say, when you partner with the Gideon ministry, you're part of something big. We're in 200 countries around the world. And it's not, I realize it's not feasible for everyone to leave their home or to leave their families or uh, leave their jobs and go into every country around the world. But when you partner with the Gideons, you do just that. Because that's what we do. That's what we love to do. We love to go and do, but we can't do it without you. You give us the tools for our belt. 
you enable us to do the work that we're called to do. Unfortunately, nowadays, when I hear uh, some uh, a nonprofit or uh, a charity you know, ask for financial support, uh, I, I, I wonder how much of what I give to them is actually going where the rubber meets the road. You know, because you hear about overhead costs, administrative fees, the cost of moving, and unfortunately, what we read a lot of times is single-digit percentage of the money that we that we donate actually goes to the work that we want it to do and that's one of the reasons I'm so proud to be able to say that when for every dollar that anyone gives to Gideon's International 100 pennies of that dollar goes to the printing publication and distribution of Bibles every penny you say well how in the world can you do that you have to have cost we can do that because Gideons are volunteers. When I go to an event, I drive my vehicle, put the gas in the truck, and pay for my hotel room and buy my meals. And if I go into a foreign country and I need a translator, I hire the translator. That way I can tell you that 100% of what you do to support the Gideons goes to what you want it to go to. Sends Bibles around the world and locally. Now, I told you earlier that back in the 60s, a, a dollar would more than pay for one of these. Today, a New Testament costs the Gideons a dollar and 55 cents to, to, to print and publish these. A dollar and 55 cents. The hotel, motel, hospital, rest, nursing home Bible, full Bibles cost us five dollars each. A dollar 55 cents, can you imagine, can change where someone spends eternity has uh, in fact it's done it we've done two and a half billion times now two and a half billion copies have been distributed and I'm not talking about a truckload at a time I'm not even talking about a box at a time I'm talking about that is one Bible put into an outstretched hand or one uh, one Bible put into a nightstand drawer two and a half billion times I brought this box this morning and I've never done this before I've never been led to do it before but I feel led to do it this morning this is an actual box that, that uh, testaments arrived in and this box holds 100 of these new testaments it takes 100 testaments to fill that box up back up and this box cost $150. There's a little bit of a price break. 100 Bibles, 100 Testaments, $150. I think about $150 nowadays, and I think about how little that buys. When the last time I went to Walmart to get housewares, you know, you can't, I can't walk out of there without spending at least $100. It'll fill up my truck with gas this week. I don't know if it will next week. But $150 doesn't go very far. But what I feel impressed to say to you this morning, and I didn't tell Jenny this either, I tore a check out of the checkbook. I'm going to say, if anyone here will buy a box of these testaments, I will too. This is not for everybody. I, I won't, you know, and let me say, 
Gideons do not ask for your tithe. Tithe, uh, support your church first. We're talking about offerings above, above tithes. But give as the Holy Spirit leads you. But if there's someone here in a, in a group this size, I feel sure there is, that, we, that will buy a box of these Bibles, I will not take that check back home. Um, if there's more than one, I know other Gideons who will do the same thing. They'll get excited about it. So uh, a little bit of a challenge. If somebody's out there looking for a number, uh, like I said, it's not for everybody. But if you're looking for a number, uh, I've never said that in a church before, and uh, uh, this is just for this morning. Uh, there are, oh, let me say too, Sam and Melody and Buddy, they don't know who paid for their, their Bibles. They have no idea. But I have to think that someday in heaven they'll know exactly who bought their copy of Scripture. And they're going to be eternally, literally eternally grateful. Uh, just like when we, when we support Gideons, we don't know where that Bible is going to go. But I have to think that someday in glory we're going to have a reunion with people that we've never met before. I so look forward to standing side by side with, with people who have received Gideon Bibles and worshiping while we look, look upon our Savior. Uh, there are three ways that someone can support Gideon's International. The first, in my opinion, is the most significant, and that is through prayer. And I have to tell you that Gideon's are the prayingest and auxiliary praying this group of people I've ever been around in my life. Uh, we don't take a step. We don't make a move that we don't first pray about it, about our decisions and about our work. And then we pray while we're working, and then after we're through, we pray that it will bear much fruit. Some people from time to time, to time ask, what's the difference between a Gideon Bible and a regular Bible? My favorite response is that Gideon Bibles have been prayed over. Each and every one of them are prayed over before they're placed or distributed. And in the Gideons, we refer to 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. as our sweet hour of prayer. And I can describe that for you. From 7 this morning until 8 this morning, along the eastern seaboard in the eastern time zone, Gideons were on their knees in prayer for the Gideons International Ministry. And of course, as the sun moves across the country in the central time zone, Gideons in the central time zone, Tennessee and up and down were on their knees praying for the Gideons. Right now, Gideon's on the west coast, California, Pacific time zone, as I speak, are on their knees praying for the Gideons International. And we invite you to pray with us. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to get up at 7 in the morning to do it, but at your, at your convenience, we covet your prayers and we appreciate them. The second way, as I said, is financially. Thought I brought a, I did. Uh, if you're not prepared to give an offering today, um, we also have. I'm sure you've seen them because this church, I think, has five or six Gideon card racks, and they they were filled up this week, so they're fully stocked. If you have a special event in your life, whether a graduation, wedding anniversary, uh, funeral, what have you, Gideon's, uh, you, can go to a, you can go to a store and pay too much for a greeting card, or you can have one absolutely free. Just go to your church, one of your church's Gideon racks, card racks, 
take one. It's the easiest thing in the world. If you've never done it, it may seem a little intimidating. I remember the first time I did it. But it just, it's, simply, it's a card with two envelopes. You address one envelope and send the card. Donate, you can donate Bibles in someone's memory or in someone's honor. The other envelope is, is stamped with the address, and you, put, you make your donation and put it in the other envelope. We in our family, like every family, we've had, uh, we've had funerals, we've had deaths. And I love flowers as much as anybody does. I, they're beautiful, they smell wonderful. But I know what happens to those flowers after a funeral. They're temporary and they're disposed of. But when you donate a Bible or Bibles in someone's memory or someone's honor, that gift never dies. And it's not just forever, it's, it's for eternity. And we in our family, and I know lots of people here do too, because we restock those cards. I know you use those, and, and, and we appreciate that. Uh, that's a way of, of supporting Gideon's International Financial. The third way someone can support Gideon's International is by being a Gideon. If you're a business or professional man, and maybe you, like me, you had a, have an itch in the back of your brain about sharing your faith more or more easily and more readily. I'll say, first of all, I hope that itch keeps you awake at night like it did me. But second of all, I'll offer you a wonderful solution. The Gideons make it so easy, so amazingly simple to do that. And uh, we are a ministry. I would encourage you if, you, uh, if you have questions about that, about your potential role in the Gideons, you reach out to me. I would love to talk to you or any no of the number of Gideons who uh, are in this church, Robert St. Clair and Pete James and, uh, or others who are here. We would love to talk to you, but we, I would encourage you to pray about it because uh, I, I feel like I have little doubt that every Gideon in the Tables of Gideon camp was called into, into that ministry. And uh, so I would make an appeal. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you now through me and you feel like this, I, I would love to talk to you more about that. I'll just before I close this, close my remarks in prayer, uh, because we just we did just close our uh, our physical year. I thought if I had time, I would share this with you. Uh, COVID has affected. I don't have to tell you. It's affected everything and everybody. Even churches have been impacted uh, mightily by by COVID. Some are, haven't recovered yet. Gideon's International has been impacted by by COVID. The way that we do business, it has not slowed us down. As I said, this past year we placed our two and a half billionth Bible in the last 120 years. Two and a half billion Bibles. Our membership in the Gideons has increased by 13% over the last two years during COVID. We have translated into our 109th language. Gideons in India became aware of a tribe of people in northeastern India called the Bru people. B-R-U. They're a over half a million of them, about 600,000 brew people. And they've, there has never been a Bible in the brew language of the brew people until now. And Gideons right now are in northeastern India distributing God's word in the language of the brew people. Thank you, East Taylorville Baptist Church. You're a, part, you're a huge part of that. And I'm sure 
that uh, an offering today, those fingerprints will be on those Bibles. That's just half a million people there that are being, are being served by, because they're now they're predominantly Hindu, almost exclusively Hindu. It's an agricultural community. But uh, Gideons are there, and also I've mentioned, uh, as Mark said, Gideons are in dangerous places. Like the, we have 1,500 Gideons today in Ukraine. Uh, so be in prayer for those folks as well. Thank you again. I appreciate so much you inviting me into your worship with you. Uh, I've been looking forward to it. It's an honor for me. And with that, I will, I will close my remarks with a prayer. Our most gracious, loving, and heavenly Father, I thank you for East Taylorsville Baptist Church. I thank you for what they mean to our community, my community, and beyond and around the world. Lord, I thank you for the pastoral team. Lord, I pray that you will strengthen them, refresh them, give them wisdom and patience and guidance. And Father, watch over Pastor Jamie and his family as he travels. I pray that you'll just wrap your envelope of protection around them and allow them a safe return home. Lord, I thank you for the offering that will be received today. Lord, I ask that you'll bless it, you'll multiply it, and it will be used to advance your kingdom here on earth. Lord, most of all, I thank you for our salvation. And I pray that you will make us bold in our witness and that we can shine your light into this community. Use us. Thank you for honoring us humble, broken sinners to do your work. Lord, all this I pray in your son Jesus' most precious and holy name. Amen. I want to ask you to stand as we close our service. And I want to read a passage of scripture from Matthew chapter 24. Jesus says this, Heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will by no means pass away. Of all the things we do as a church, and there's a lot of stuff we do, our fellowship, our times of worship, but the one thing that we know will last forever is the word of God. For us to continue to teach his word, but even for us to distribute that word. And if you don't do it directly, we do it as a church through the Gideons International. And you're a part of that, some through our budget, but every year we have this service and we do receive a love offering we're going to have our guys at the door as you leave if you feel led to give we would encourage you to do that if you're not prepared we have that option on our online giving platform you can pull that drop down menu down and Gideon's International will be there or you can give in the coming weeks but you you give as the Lord leads and uh, and today we just I want to encourage you to pray for the Gideons I had a chance a couple months ago to speak at our local Gideon camp and one of the things I noticed I was impressed by your structure <laughs> Your organization, but more than anything in the time that I spent with y'all for those couple hours was your heart. It is a group of men and women who love Jesus and are passionate about his word being given out and distributed. That's what they're there for. And they do it humbly. They do it without any recognition. And as a church, I promise them we will continue to support you as a ministry as you distribute God's word. So I just want to pray one more time. If you would bow your heads and we'll be dismissed. I'm going to ask you right now if you would personally just lift up Gideon's International. Pray for God to use those men and many of their wives that serve and help. Pray that God would protect them for those that are in harm's way. 
and pray that God would open up doors through that ministry to take his word where it's never been before. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we just take it for granted. Lord, many of us, most of us have multiple copies. Lord, we have copies that we forget about. Lord, we have been saturated in this country with your word, and we just take it for granted. Lord, forgive us for that. Help us to be passionate about your word, to, to know it ourselves, but Lord, also to share it. And Lord, again, we just lift up Gideon's International, that you continue to bless that ministry, provide every need that they, they have, and Lord, that your name would be proclaimed through that ministry. Lord, we love you, and thank you for your faithfulness to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being here today. I want to encourage you to have a great week. And uh, give as you feel led as you leave today.